0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a big night of international football. Ukraine visit Hamden with Stevie Clark's side aiming to go top of the Nations League group with a win. Ange Postacoglu plays down speculation about a move away saying he's living the dream at Celtic. And Charlie Adam announces his retirement from football. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Simon Donnelly and Hugh Evans. We've had two wins out of six in Stevie Clark's last half dozen games, both against Armenia. I think we need uh, an adrenaline Rush tonight at Hamden Before we take on The Republic of Ireland On Saturday But Ukraine should In theory Be even more formidable Than they were last June Because They're still driven By that national pride That consumes a country At war And they're a really good team This isn't a gimme Simon No as you, as you say You're a very good team We were at the, the Church in the Hill Watching the, the playoff And they really did a number On Scotland that night They were superb uh, add to that Mudrik the, the young player That scored against Celtic Last week Who looks Fantastic uh, We're going to have to be At the top of our game 01419511025 Come on down I know international football Isn't everyone's cup of tea But come on On the big match night Surely uh, We can all have our say On what Stevie Clark Should do team wise That's always a good debate To kick things off There's no Andy Robertson The skipper's out Which is not ideal So who takes his place Celtic fans What have you made of Greg Taylor Is he the man that has to get in and take Andy Robertson's slot tonight Is it Aaron Hickey Is it someone else Who do you play in midfield Billy Gilmore's not playing a lot of football at the moment Is he still good enough to go in there and play I assume Nathan Patterson With his form at Everton Makes the right back berth his own Up front She Adams probably Who else Does Dykes play Is McGinn off him Stuart Armstrong Ryan Christie Come on There are so many questions out there tonight and only you can answer them until Stevie Clark names that team. So you've still got a bit of time. Get in touch. 0141-951-1025. Very generally, how are you feeling about the game? Do you think Scotland can do it? Does Ukraine give you nightmares after the performance uh, in the summer? Uh, and what about that team then? Who would you pick? Who would you not? 0141-951-1025. Of course, if you just cannot tear yourself away from the domestic football We'll find time for that between now and 8 o'clock I'm absolutely certain And it's the same number 01419511025 Before we do move on, Hugh We leave behind a dramatic weekend of domestic football Incredible um, I left the studio at 6 o'clock last Saturday evening With Rangers fans talking about drivel and dog meat And Celtic looking forward to playing against St Mirren in Paisley and for me they get complacent they get arrogant they thought they could put out any old team and win the match and the performance was lamentable and all credit to St Mirren when I was asked to pick my team of the weekend by Radio Clyde to go online I had uh, half a dozen St Mirren players in it including the entire back four and that has caused a stushy on uh, Twitter but I stand by it I'm not interested in how many attempts at goal Celtic had. St Mirren did not concede. And it's not their fault if Celtic were rubbish on the day. And now it all goes in the back burner for a couple of weeks, Simon. Yeah, I'm just uh, laughing at Hugh's lamentable. Was that the word you yes, used? Yes, yes. I would, I'd say very, very flat Celtic at the weekend. It's funny because out with the, the games obviously getting cancelled last week, getting into that weekend, you know, 
Rangers it was on the show. The fans calling in crying for for Gio's head, which I don't really agree with. But it's it's remarkable how things can flip in a week. I'm not here to can I tell Ange what to do in his job, but I think I think the team he obviously brings Jota and Hatati on at half time, so he wasn't happy with yeah. the the guys that came in. But it was a very flat performance for Celtic. I just it was funny because I was watching the lead up to the game and it was one day to a year exactly that they would be undefeated domestically. Mm-hmm. And just sometimes things, you know, if a, if work a man, out that way. Simon, if a man makes one mistake per calendar year, yes. he's doing all right. But he made a mistake. Imagine you with that sort of success oh, rate. Wow. Every calendar week. One a in day. Case. 01419511025. Like I said, if you can't tear yourself away from domestic football, I'm sure we will get the chance between now and eight o'clock. But come on, you Scotland fans, I know you're out there. How do you feel about the game tonight? Steve Clark talking about needing some momentum, needing to start moving things forward again after stalling in the summer. Is that going to happen tonight? How do you feel? How do you assess the shape of the squad, the strength of the team? And who should play? That's always the great thing about a big match day. Who should play? Do you want the dream team from me? No, you can hold your horses <laughs> just for a minute or two and then we'll, we'll build up a bit of suspense here. Um, who should play? Maybe you're on your way to Hamden. That would be nice to hear from you. Maybe you're taking the youngsters along or whatever it may be. Please do get in touch. 0141 951-1025 Let's set to the scene then From the National Stadium With Andrew McLean Yeah well it does feel Like a long time ago That we were sat here Full of anticipation For that World Cup Playoff semi-final Against Ukraine Loads of question marks In the build up About how Ukraine would fare Given the awful stuff That they've been going through As a country And are still going through As a country as well Qatar was on everyone's minds But Ukraine came here And they just blew Scotland away Really didn't they You could sense the emotion The motivation But you could see the quality They possessed on the pitch as well And Scotland were just Second best on the night In early June Steve Clark and Stuart Armstrong Both speaking yesterday Both talking about the hurt Still being there From that game Even though There's not a World Cup Place at stake here We know how important Nations League can be so still plenty on the line tonight it'll go some way to deciding Euro 2024 playoff places uh, de- depending on how these teams finish in the group qualifying seeding as well and Scotland need to claw back a bit of pride as well after that defeat to Ukraine in June and that really poor display against Ireland as well Steve Clark with loads of choices to make tonight as you alluded to Gordon there'll be plenty of debates on the phone no Grant Hanley so who plays in the centre of defence does Kieran Tierney stay there or in the absence of Andy Robertson does he move or does it free up a, a space for Greg Taylor Aaron Hickey at left wing back loads of options in the centre of midfield who will get that nod in the final third as well loads of questions I'll give you the answers as soon as I get them yeah looking forward to that but until then you lot out there on the phones you get to decide get your suggestions in in an imaginary world Stevie Clark is can't make his mind up and he's tuning in and you get to tell him what he should do and what he shouldn't so what do you think the team should look like tonight 0141 951 1025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB Hugh I Get why it feels flat. It just it just sort of does, as you know, as Andrew's yeah. talking about. It's because you know we had such high hopes in the summer. We know we won't be going to the World Cup. Um, Republic of Ireland in Dublin in June was not great. And that's a, that's an understatement. However, that Nations League table it's it's a bit early to be writing it all off. I mean, beat Ukraine tonight, go top of the Nations League table. Yeah. That's it. One game, one ninety minute. Now that'll obviously be tough. We then play Republic of Ireland um, on Saturday. Already two points above them, having played a game fewer. So, yeah, well, still, it's, it's, not, it's not time to chuck in the towel. You used a phrase five minutes ago. 
when you said that international football is not everyone's cup of tea. That is a fact in this part of the country. A lot of people will be fed up with what's already turned into a fascinating title race being interrupted for a tournament that they look at and think, what is this? We, we just played Ukraine. What? What? Why are we playing them again? Well, this tournament got us to the Euros, so worth uh, bearing yeah, that in mind. Yeah, of course. But you're coming at it from a mm. professional, journalistic point of view. The fans think, why? We played the Republic of Ireland a while ago. So that. They, they just they're not consumed by this competition and they feel it's a, an interruption to the football season rather than an important juncture for Stevie Clark and this squad. Ah, not everyone. I can see the phones lighting up if people want to have their say. So let's do it. 01419511025. Uh, Josh is a big Scotland fan. Josh, what are you thinking tonight? Gordo and the boys, how we doing? <laughs> Good. Gordo. Probably not as well as you, by the sounds of it. You looking forward to the game? I, I can't wait, mate. I've, uh, I've, I've came outside the shed to phone you directly. I'm sitting outside Langside Hall right now. Uh, listen, just feeling really positive about the night. I just, I've got that feeling. You know that kind of feeling the pity of summer. I think we've just got to do them tonight. Um, I think we've probably learned more lessons uh, from when we played them before in the semi-final. Probably go out tonight and uh, I, I think we'll win 2 0. Um, I just think it'll be a convincing footballing performance. You know, we've not, we're not a goal scoring team, right? We don't have a lot of. Um, that's never been us. We've never had prominent goal scorers, you know, scoring 20, 30 a season uh, in recent years, anyway. So um, I, I just feel that we're going to go out there, score two goals, win 2 0, and uh, send everybody home happy. Certainly hope you're right. Um, Josh talks about learning lessons, and that will need to be the case, Simon. That was. Um, look. Ukraine are ranked roughly I've not got it's about they're about 20 places above us in the world yeah, rankings yeah. they go to more tournaments than we do they are very good however we, we we did have a bit of optimism in the summer and then got a wake up call didn't we we did in terms of lessons though I mean correct me if I'm wrong but we, we, we just didn't perform on the night we didn't turn up we didn't play the, the, the performance against Denmark and we always get into these games we hope and we wanted them to replicate you know the last playoff that got to mm-hmm. got us to the Euros, but I just don't think. And and I remember discussing on the night was that an element of Ukraine not allowing us to play, or had we not turned up? I think it was a wee bit of both. So in terms of learning lessons, I think you you have to respect the opponents tonight. I did say at the time I thought Scotland would be in better shape next time round in terms of it's the start of a new season. I've had a short rest mm-hmm. pre season. We're now weeks into the the new season. They should be fit, they should be fresh, ready to go. Obviously we're missing Andy Robertson, which is a big big blow for us as a, a small nation. But I still think, as Josh says, there's room for optimism there. I mean, the Nations Cup comes round and it never really excites me to an extent. But as you quite rightly said, it got us to the last Euros. And when I get up the road tonight in the second half, I'll be screaming at that telly, you know, regardless Absolutely. of what's happening. Josh has the eternal optimism of the fan. He says on one hand we don't have prolific goal scorers But on the other hand he's supremely confident about the outcome So he's perfectly entitled to hold that view Um, My feeling is that when we played Ukraine in June It was a unique occasion Because world sympathy was with Ukraine On a global basis everyone wanted Scotland to lose the game And I think the whole atmosphere of the occasion 
got to the Scotland players, not to detract in any way from Ukraine because they were terrific. I just feel that at that particular point, the players of Ukraine hadn't played for a long time because of what was going well, on. Well, some, yeah, some. Yeah. But now, uh, I think they're in a better place in terms of their own um, professionalism, their own preparedness. Mm-hmm. And the bottom line is, they've got some terrific players. Josh, where are we as a squad? On one hand, there's no Andy Robertson, but there was no Kieran Tierney the last time. So those two have swapped round. Kieran Tierney's <coughs> back. He's also not playing that often for Arsenal, though. Billy Gilmore said, you know, moved in the summer, not had a lot of football. How, how do you feel about the squad? Well, look, I mean, the squad guys, look, uh, Gordon, I've got to tell you, I've got to, uh, I've got to tell you a laugh. Uh, a wee baldy guys just leaned at the motor and shouted at me if I'm on Super Scoreboard. Um, <laughs> a wee baldy guy? You can't go around calling people uh, wee baldy guys. It's funny, I thought Alex Ray was still down at Reading as well. He's obviously come back up for the big game. But anyway, um, you're famous, Josh. That, that's, what, that's what we do to you. Do you tell him your pals with Hugh Keevans? <laughs> no, uh, the, squ- the squad, Gordon, listen. See, see, to be honest, right, I'm going to say something controversial. I think Andy Robertson's a big, is less of a loss than Kieran Tierney. Um, I just think, I, I think Tierney is, is such an infl- is such a huge loss. It, it's staggering, actually. It really, really is. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, as you know, I don't watch a lot of English football, right? But I, somebody needs to explain to me how the hell Kieran Tierney's still playing a lot for Arsenal. But you talk about squads and all. By the way, Ukraine's missing uh, is it Zinchenko. He's yeah, Zinchenko's missing. Yeah, the guy that's keeping yeah. Kieran Tierney out of the Arsenal team. Yeah, aye, but, but by far my mile, he's probably their best player as far as I know. Um, so I mean, they're missing. You know, they're missing key players themselves and all, right? So we need to get past the idea of key players. We have you know missing key players. We have squad depth. We've got a lot of good players sitting waiting in the wings. You know what I mean to to come in. I mean, if we miss a few key key players, and and I'm being brutally honest. I think, you know, Andrew Robertson, while he's a world-class left-back, one of the best left-backs in the world, I don't think we miss him as much as we miss some other players. Um, I think that when Kieran Tierney is missing, um, when maybe someone like Callum McGregor, because he's he's just such an important base of the team uh, in terms of launching an attack and, and, and moving the ball around. Um, you know, even Jay Adams, actually. I, I think we miss Robertson left. Look, let, I mean, let's be honest, Greg Taylor's been playing out his skin this season. Um, and he'll come in there slotting at left back and, and Tierney will play left centre back at least that's the way I would think um, and I, I think we'll be fine in, in terms of that area the pitch is what's happening up at the other end that, that kind of concerns me I know Ryan Christie's been playing really well this season Stuart Armstrong's obviously um, really creative and all um, but what, what we don't as I said before we don't have a lot of natural goal scorers Um but I just, you know, look, I've just got that feeling and all the, it, oh, Mr. Keevans, he might just be back for his holidays and he's got a whole day blues, that's why he's being so negative, right? But um, I'm feeling really positive, right? I'm just feeling like we'll go here tonight and I just feel like we're going to go and get I'll tell you what it is, Josh, there's been an issue with the <laughs> luggage, but we'll get to that a bit later <laughs> I'm on. I'm not being negative. <laughs> I am not being negative. I've said that, that quite simply, Ukraine will be as good, if not better mm. than they were last June. And we've had two so, wins. So Scotland, though. Yeah, but, but, I think, yeah. but two wins out of the last six, both against Armenia. I'm not being negative. I'm, I said to you, Simon, in the introduction to the program, this is not a gimme. That's what no. I'm saying. Um, no. Simon, it's an interesting point. I don't think we're going to sit here and say we won't miss Andy Robertson. Yeah. Right? You know, look how good <laughs> the guy is. But if you let's go back to that night at the you know Church on the Hill and we watched the the playoff full of optimism. 
it became clear within minutes how much we were missing Kieran Tierney. Yeah, yeah, and it's a it's a fair comment that Josh makes because I think the fact that Tierney can play one in, you know, and he's been so effective for Scotland playing in that kind of left centre back role, and it's evident as you say going back to that game. I, th- I remember us talking about it at the time. Andy Robertson being outnumbered on that side, you know, three and four Ukraine players over, and normally he would have the likes of a Tierney to play alongside there. Uh, albeit, you know, Tierney playing centre back, how many times mm-hmm. did we see him doing the overlap and getting forward? So it's a fair comment from Josh. I just feel, I mean, Greg Taylor's had a fantastic start to the season. I just feel Andy Robertson's obviously the best left back we've got. Uh, but it's it's fair to say that we'd probably miss Tierney more. Uh, thank you very much to Josh Enjoy the game and your newfound uh, fame out there uh, Waving to his fans as he as he takes the call um, Andy's on the line Andy I hope you won't mind this Because we've actually got the team already So you can, rather than give us your suggestion You can give us your reaction to it Andrew McLean, take it away Yeah well interestingly Kieran Tierney isn't playing as one of the three <sighs> central defenders He's playing as the left wing back tonight for Scotland So the full team, Craig Gordon in goal is a back three of Scott McTominay, Jack Hendry and Scott McKenna The two wing backs, Nathan Patterson and Kieran Tierney It'll then be John McGinn and Callum McGregor in the centre of midfield With John McGinn and Ryan Christie supporting Shea Adams up top The substitutes for Scotland tonight Kelly, McCrory, Taylor, Porteous, Dykes, Gilmore, Ralston, Fraser, Jack Hickey and McLean Give us that midfield once more I think you maybe said John McGinn twice Unless my ears are oh, playing tricks apologies. on me I did, I did say John McGinn twice That is my apologies I meant to say John McGinn, Stuart Armstrong And Callum McGregor As three central midfielders Ryan Christie will be supporting Shea Adams up top Interesting Now the big sort of groan that we gave out Is because it was as I if he was wasn't playing, playing yeah. But he, well look you can't argue with that those fullbacks, can you? Nathan Patterson no. on one side and Kieran Tierney on Absol- the other. Absolutely not. I'm a big fan of Patterson on the right as well. And I, I'm delighted that he's he's fought his way into the Everton team at the start of this season. You know he's had to bide his time down there, but his, his performances for Scotland have been great. Uh, midfields: McGregor, McGinn, Armstrong, Armstrong. I like he had a, a strong game against Armenia but, uh, with the two goals and. There's no Gilmer So it's Christian Adams I think Gilmer maybe mm-hmm. he's, he's not had a lot of game time yeah, Hardly any at all yeah. Alright okay What do you think of that team then? Is that the right one? Uh, who would you have picked? Are you annoyed that Greg Taylor's not in there? Celtic fans Would you have played Billy Gilmore? Irrespective of his lack of football Is Ryan Christie the right man to go off? Shea Adams All the usual questions But you need to provide the answers 01419511025 We'll speak to you next you are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Simon Donnelly and Hugh Evans are here. It's 0141-951-1025. If you're just joining us, what do you make of this Scotland team? Craig Gordon in goal. McTominay, Hendry, McKenna, Patterson. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm reading that out in a strange order, Simon. And the reason for that, let's yeah. just skip ahead. Is because we're used to Scotland playing in a back three. In a back three, Andrew McLean's read it that way, and do you know what? There's every chance it is. I just wonder if there is scope there that we actually change to a back four tonight. Probably. So here's your options, right? It's either a back three of McTominay, Hendry, and McKenna, yeah, with Nathan Patterson and Kieran Tierney as the wing backs, or Patterson plays right back, Tierney plays left back, Hendry and McKenna play centre back in a four, and then McTominay plays in midfield. And that allows McTominay to sit there with yep. um, McGregor, Callum McGregor McGregor. and 
John McGinn and Stuart Armstrong and Ryan Christie go closer to Shea Adams. We are used to seeing a three. Maybe I'm overthinking it. There's, there's scope there. I, I, I wouldn't be overly surprised, especially we were talking about it before we came on here. McTominay has out with the, obviously their first couple of games of the season. Man United when they were really poor. I think he said rave reviews in the middle of the park. It's his most familiar position. However, he's played at the back for us in many an occasion. So I wouldn't be surprised. I would actually like the look of that if he was moved into the middle of the park. Mm-hmm. But I mean, as you say, we we normally play a back three. Let's bring in Andy because he's been hanging on for quite some time. When you phoned in, Andy, you were going to suggest your team. I think you know, and now now we've got it. What do you make of that team? Is that is that the right one, or are there a few mistakes in there for you? No, that probably it's probably the team itself probably picks itself a wee bit, you know. I mean, there is one, one or two exceptions. Uh, uh, is Christie up front? Is that right? Yeah. Well, yeah, she Adams up front, and then sort of Ryan Christie playing off him, yeah. Right, I like Christie. I mean, I know I'm an Rangers supporter, right? But right now I'm a Scotland supporter, and, and I like Christie. I think Christie is a good option. She Adams, in the last game he played with Scotland, didn't really get much joy. <coughs> um, he's a big kind of target man you know and if they block him out he's really ineffective a wee bit you know he's no I don't know he's just no as effective um, I think when people didn't know about him they didn't really didn't know how to play against him but you know they've, kind of, they've done their homework they know how to play against him like you know um, it's going to be a tough game tonight I think if we're lucky very lucky I think we'll get a draw I don't think we'll win tonight I really don't I hope we do but I don't think we will and I think Steve Clark. I think the blame relies on following Steve Steve Clark. Um, there's a couple of players in that squad that should have been anywhere near that squad. Um, I know they're no playing. I don't know if they're on the bench or anything yeah, that, tonight. Um, well, I think pretty much pretty much everyone else is on the bench. So whoever you're about to mention, I think they will be. Right, I think you know who I'm going to mention. It's probably come up on the screen. Um, <laughs> Fraser Ryan Fraser. Uh, he turned his back in Scotland last year. Um, he shouldn't be near Scotland right? now, I'm not saying he's not a good player He is a good player But he shouldn't be anywhere near Scotland uh, If you turn, you turn your back in Scotland And then play the next game for I think it was Newcastle Shouldn't be anywhere near Scotland And in this programme um, Super scoreboard I, I, I listen to it religiously you know, It's a brilliant programme But every week there's always people coming on About how uh, Morelis is a I know I'm going to have some tangent a wee bit here But Morelis is a bit of a liability On and off the field then Portis, what is Portis then? Portis, to me, is a liability on and off the field, and he's nowhere near international class player. Nowhere near it. So if if, if Steve Clark's team does fall flat in its face today, then I'm not just saying it's their two players' fault, but picking players like that is not going to help. Just, well, to okay. just quickly, just something I mentioned, um, for accuracy purposes, David Turnbull is not on the bench anywhere, so he's he's been yeah. left in the stand, presumably. Um, I'm trying to quickly count and see if there's anyone else. I think it's just him. Um, it's a fact of life that Ryan Fraser <clears throat> will have to live with yeah. the, the decision he took. And that when you turn your back on your country, and he did, then the fans have long memories. Um, what he did was tantamount to saying, I'd rather get on at Newcastle United under Eddie Howe than bother about Scotland Yeah just so, quickly For anyone who can't Remember the context He pulled out of a Scotland squad And then was pictured Training with Newcastle The next day Sorry. With regard to Porteous Porteous is Always a controversial figure Jim Goodwin Made him such At the weekend When he called him a cheat 
and told him that he had uh, told us that he had told that to Ryan Porteous and to his face. But Porteous has yet to establish himself at international level. I don't think there was ever any chance of him playing tonight. Uh, he's very much a work in progress, and I mean that at Hibs and for Scotland. So uh, Andy is simply illustrating that fans have long memories and they're not having Ryan Fraser at the moment. Mm. And, uh, uh, you know, I suspect, correct me if I'm wrong, Andy, I suspect there's a bit of club rivalry involved there with regard to Porteous because Porteous, when it comes to playing Rangers, is always a figure of controversy. You're probably right there, Hugh. Um, there's no point lying about it. You probably are right. But I honestly don't think he's international class. Um, I'm, I'm just trying to think offhand just on, on the hot, who I would get to replace Portis in, in the squad and, and Fraser. Um, and I, I can't think offhand, to be honest with you. But um, Portis, to me, and it's, it's, it, in the air, it's controversial. I know that. I know players and managers have called him out. Referees seem to... Gave him the benefit of the doubt a lot of times as well For some reason This weekend it didn't happen Well it did this happen this weekend It was never a, a penalty He kind of dragged the player down So I, I agree with Jim Goodwin um, But Portis to me is just isn't he international class He's You're saying he's got to prove himself At his club level And that, got, that goes with his behaviour as well So what's he doing anywhere near A, a, a team that is going for a a Euros uh, spot in Scotland you know he shouldn't be anywhere near it he really shouldn't be the only way I can answer that Andy is to say that Steve Clark, the man who picks the squad mm. and picks the team obviously sees something in Ryan Porter. I Portis. think he was asked about it yesterday he said you know, he finds him to be a polite hard working young man or some, something along those lines yeah. um, Simon how do you, where do you stand on Ryan Fraser like, n- neither of these guys are in the team Friendy who's just switched yeah. on and saying oh my goodness Ryan Porteous and Ryan Fraser none of them are playing but they are on the bench and you would have to imagine if you're going to make a, an attacking change yeah. there are no many options right? so Ryan, Ryan Fraser would and come he's in play, he's, he's playing regular yeah, at the moment it would come into that conversation I mean Andy's of the view like he, he, how, how would, how he would Andy, feel, how would Andy feel if he comes off the bench today yeah. and scores the winner yeah. Is that where it becomes a bit different, Andy? Who's that, Fraser? Yeah. Um, I, I, listen, Andy, I know exactly what you're saying. Uh, the the pride of playing for your country, you know, I was never in that position to turn my country down, and I don't know the ins and outs of it, but what if he comes off the bench tonight and scores the winner? Mm. I, I know, and Hugh, it is a really difficult one because everyone likes to... Think they've you know these that sort of take a strong stance on these things, and if you turn your back on us, we'll turn yeah, our yeah. back on you. At the same time, human beings do silly things. The people deserve second chances if they are truly sorry about it, and and then ultimately, if Stevie Clark isn't blessed with a huge number of players, does he cut off his nose to spite his face and never pick Ryan Fraser again? It's it's a difficult one. Fans are entirely pragmatic. If Ryan Fraser comes off the bench and scores the winner tonight, then fans will not mention what has gone on in the past because they'll be too busy jumping up and down and hugging each other. So that is the nature of being a fan. And incidentally, in the passing, I commend Andy because when I said to him the criticism of Porteous is probably based on club rivalry, he was man enough to admit that is the case. And... Again, if Porteous... But you could be saying that to Rangers fans, Hearts fans, Aberdeen fans... <laughs> Absolutely. ...at the moment, Yeah, yeah, yeah. it seems. Uh, if Porteous comes on and scores, 
And they will say Will reserve the right to say Unjustifiably I don't like him But I'm glad he scored um, Yeah I mean Simon As usual I'm looking at the team on Twitter <laughs> I'm looking at the replies That there's yeah. some It's alright sort of disagreeing But there's some really negative stuff Which which I, it always makes me wonder how different do people think the team can be? Yeah. Right? Every, I guess towards... Every, I just sort of generally though at this point, no, everyone's entitled to say, mm, I would have played him over him, yeah. and I don't think that's quite right. But but really, how... What what else is out there for us? Who Who's staring you in the face that... That's not in this squad. Yeah, or, or isn't playing, or... Yeah, you know, you could make a case for Greg Taylor, but Kieran Tierney's essentially playing tonight where Greg Taylor would play. Yeah. Other than that, you look down at that bench. Is there anyone you think, oh my goodness, that's a disgrace that he's not playing it? it the, 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 only, really the, like only, the only real one for me that I'd written down earlier on, and I thought about it in the drive in, was Billy Gilmer. Purely because it's the start of the season, the kid should be ready to go. I'd, I'd imagine he'd be dying to play. I think the adrenaline of playing at Hamden, he's shown he can handle it for Scotland before. But ultimately, Steve Clark's worked with him for the last week or so, and I think that's fell against him. He's now, he's, with, not played. he's now with the biggest club in England uh, But he's only, <laughs> His manager's gone He's only played one minute for the biggest club in England yeah. So I think that has to come in to Steve Clark it, it probably does But I, I, I was just thinking along the The guys did pre-season, he'll be fit Yeah, match time, whatever He played in the last game And he's, as I say, he's been one of our better players One of our best players mm-hmm. uh, That's the only one for me The, the others, I'm, I'm not sure I'm not sure I look at McGregor for me has to play McGinn 13 goals for Scotland is his first name in the sheet uh, and as I say McTominay moving into the middle of the park I would not lose sleep over that because a back four I think Scotland yeah uh, the rest of it I'm not really unless there's somebody out there that can call in and, and pluck a name I don't think Andy Robertson's the obvious miss but out with that I noticed we're not a kick in the backside off 24 years. I was looking at, is there any sort of anniversary? Because it's always international break time at this time of year. And we're not, we're not that close. But 24 years ago, nearly, you played against Estonia 3-2 at Billy Dodd's goal-scoring performance. Remember that one? Yes, I was involved. Yeah, absolutely. Tynecastle. I think it was that one, wasn't it? Did you come on? I came on. Colin Calderwood. Yeah, I think I got an assist as well. You, go, you must have changed the game on in the 56th <laughs> minute. Yeah, we won three two. I, c- I can't remember how, the, sco- Tynecastle, how yeah. the scoring goes, Bob. Yeah, do you know what? I actually can't see that. You for must some remember reason. the headlines. Super Sid. Uh, I'm not so sure, but I, I, <laughs> I think I put a cross in for Billy Dodds. There you go. Take it. Absolutely. Who's going to do that tonight? I wonder. Hopefully, uh, a few people. Uh, thank you to Andy, by the way. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. We are on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB. As I mentioned, you can react. Uh, to that Scotland team We are Glasgow Celtic Says Greg Taylor's been stung here uh, By not getting uh, A mention Andrew says Why can't we just play four at the back Well maybe Maybe we can Who knows Maybe it is that tonight uh, There's another one there saying Just need a decent striker <laughs> Nice ringing endorsement for Shea Adams Who's actually started the season quite well Hugh Yeah I mean look, It's either him or Lyndon Dykes You know um, We're not Rich In that department uh, what a country we've turned into We've got some of the most sensational fullbacks you can yeah. find in, the, in Serie A yeah. in, in England's Premier League uh, We've got players who are magnificent All over the place uh, But not a striker no on strikers. the horizon uh, it's, Not I, one I was talking about it the other day It's, it's strange to, to think that 
Shea Adams is still a decent Premier League striker, isn't he? We could do with more. And we could do with more options. Sorry, I'll rephrase that. I'm not talking about no strike. I'm, I'm meaning coming through youngsters sure. coming yeah. through like the likes of Celtic Rangers. Time, when was the it? last time we produced Correct. like a centre forward? It's yeah. as you say, full backs, midfielders, yeah. wingers. I see that uh, question though. Like it genuinely, is ages like generations? Yeah, yeah. Like what, what are we talking about? You're back to McAvaney, <laughs> Nicholas McCoyst. I mean, well, th- recent times, Kenny Miller did a good job mm-hmm. for yeah. A great job for Scotland He's about 60 now As we always like to tell him <laughs> yeah. On the show on a Friday but Yeah I did have this discussion With somebody recently And it was The lack of strikers Coming through At that age group Youth level uh, Right let's hear from the man Who's picked that team tonight Steve Clark The big night for him He says if we lose tonight The Nations League campaign is over Yeah they'll be fired up Of course they will Good team They want to, they want to top the section They'll want promotion to the The A group of the Nations League But so do we So like I said before, we're, we're hopeful that, we're not hopeful, we're certainly going to do our best to play better than we did in the summer and then we'll see what the result is. I think they're a very good team, very comfortable on the ball, uh, good possession. They showed they can play on counter-attack as well with the, with the third goal. Uh, we disappointed the, the way that game turned out in the summer, so we'll try and put it right. We lost two goals that I think were, were both, the first two goals were both avoidable. Uh, we could have defended better and hopefully we defend better this time. What do you think of what you're hearing so far? Do you disagree with any of Stevie Clark's decisions? Do you disagree with anything Hugh Keevans or Simon Donnelly's saying? Probably. Well, why not tell them? 0141 951 1025 and we'll speak to you right after these. 0141 951 1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Simon Donnelly and Hugh Keevans are about to be joined by Gordon and Airdrie, who's on the line. What's your point tonight, Gordon? Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, my point is uh, I think the team's better without uh, Grant Hanley in it. I think every time he plays, uh, we have mistakes and we look goals with it. I think the last time he didn't play was when we played Serbia. Uh, and winning penalties and I think it was a, a zero zero draw that was the last time we had a clean sheet so I just wanted to know what the panel thought about that uh, Simon well I mean I thought he was one of our best performers at the Euros Hanley uh, I, don't, I, I don't really know I think uh, if we play this back three tonight McKenna comes in he's got an opportunity to, he's, he's now experiencing the English Premiership so it's another standard up for him another level up Hanley I think Hanley's did okay for Scotland mm. uh, to, to single him out Would be a wee bit unfair uh, As I say the Euros Sticks in my mind He was probably Our yeah, I mean, best he did, defender Just um, Gordon references You know Serbia Which you know We're going back about he, ha- he has played in some Decent performances yeah. Since then You think going away to Austria And winning Keeping a clean sheet He played that night uh, Which was ex- Pretty much exactly a year ago A um, couple of others Where Gordon would be right In our our best performance Best result Is probably that Denmark one uh-huh. He didn't play that night It was uh, John Suter You remember He scored right. didn't he yeah. uh, Liam Cooper played uh, Kieran Tierney Andy Robertson Stephen O'Donnell Guys like that um, fact, I'm always fascinated by, by the, the up and down nature Of, of Grant Hanley though Hugh Because there certainly was a tick Remember he came in Years ago And got lots of caps yeah. He became a bit of a whipping boy he Sort of dropped out And we didn't see him Very often and Then as Simon Said a lot of people did consider him to have a very good Euros, uh-huh. but Gordon's still not sure he, he should be part of our, our strong team, and it'll help us tonight that he's not there. The up and down nature of players applies to more than Grant Hanley. I mean, for me, Jack Henry uh, has had a terrific time since he left Scotland. He's broadened his horizons. 
in Belgium now he's in Italy uh, but for me I think only one appearance for yeah. that team this season but and, whichever country he's in for me Jack Henry's a bit hit and miss um, McTominay has done exceptionally well at Manchester United under Eric Ten Hag as a midfielder yeah um, McKenna Nottingham Forest are already everyone's favourite to go down uh, torrid time for them I just think that you know like the, the, the Rangers supporter who was on earlier who just didn't like Ryan Porteous because he has his moments against Rangers I think uh, Gordon not because of any club reason but Gordon just doesn't like mm. the, the the look of yeah. Grant Hanley and that that for me I, I as I say I often don't like the look of Jack Henry or Scott McKenna's but uh, you know the Tonight maybe their night to step up uh, Gordon what do you like about it Is there anything that makes you feel positive Well I suppose you're saying the absence of, of Grant Hanley Is a positive but anyone's inclusion That you're happy with No no I think I think the fact that he's Playing, playing Tierney as a wing back is very positive I think uh, you know, I, I prefer him in the, the back three But if he's playing him at left, back, uh, left wing back It means I think he's going to go for it Which I think is a good thing um, I think the last time we sat back off him Too much so I think if we press him a bit more with Patterson on one side and uh, Tierney on the other, I think we've got a real chance of getting a result. Yeah, I mean, strange times for Kieran Tierney, Simon, where he, he finds himself not nailed on first choice at Arsenal this season, but he did play the full game at the weekend <coughs> there against yeah. Brentford in that 3-0 win, so he comes into it. Um, he, you know, he, And then the previous, he, he started against Zurich, but that was the 10 days before. Yeah, so there was obviously a game missed out. He started the Zurich game... Um, yeah, in fact, you know what? He has started the last couple, hasn't he? In, in the absence of Zinchenko, so good timing for us because maybe if this break had been a few weeks ago, he hadn't played yeah, that much from the start. He's a big player for for Scotland, and he brings more than just what he, he, he's. It's a leadership as well. It's it's the way he conducts himself on the pitch. I think it, it you know, it washes off on everybody else. Uh, just his attitude. It's always been the same. He's never really changed with his attitude and his style over the years. He's matured. And, you know, the centre-back, I'm just thinking with this on the left-hand side, maybe it is shaping up as a back four because I would have thought back three the night he would have played in, in one. It'll be interesting to see how it sets up. Andrew McLean, are you there at Hamden? He's not. We'll get him very soon because I'm wondering the... Once I'm just looking at the time You've probably not quite Started the full warm up Once they do that You can often tell Sometimes Because the back four Will go and work together yeah. And the sports scientist Will throw the ball in there And let them head it back And all that sort of thing So we'll get a, a Get a wee clue um, I mean I might be completely wrong no, But no, I'm just looking just, at it Just yeah. now and I think For Scotland If he was You know The fact that he's in the team Yeah Gordon how much of an improvement Is going to be needed Since the game in June when Ukraine Won quite comfortably yeah, I think, I think quite a lot. I think the, the even the, the attitude needs to change a little bit. I, I felt I think the occasion was a bit against us as well. Uh, you know, as, as you said earlier on, I think the whole world wanted Ukraine to win, and I think that was weighing on us a little bit. So hopefully tonight that's kind of cleared the way. I'm going to have a real go at them tonight, and I'm hoping, as I said earlier, with uh, Tierney on one side and parts and other, we can really bomb down those lines and give them a hard time. Gordon said, "You know, go for it." Uh, we've got no other option but to go for it because if Steve Clark, the manager, can say if we lose mm-hmm. tonight, it's game set match, then one way for it not to be game set match is to go for it and see if you can get the result you really need. Absolutely, thank you, Gordon and Airdrie. Enjoy the game. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. 
uh, Michael's in her drossing uh, What do you make of the team Michael Is there anyone that's been left out That you would have played Yeah it's two I was saying to your producer The only Gordon Two players left out Greg Taylor from Celtic Should be playing tonight And Young Billy should be playing I know he's not played much football In England But It's nearly Stuart Armstrong He's been on the bench The last couple of weeks For Southampton So I don't understand these selection well at all. Ah, but Michael, is this just because of their drossing connection? <laughs> no, I'm not to do that, Gordon. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> the uh, mayor, the mayor of our drossing, Billy Gilmore, must play. Says Michael. But I really I'm, do think I'm we joking. have to factor in his lack of game time of late. Uh, with regard to Greg Taylor, he hasn't put a foot wrong all season long, um, apart from Sunday. Um, <laughs> so. You know, again, Stevie Clark can only pick a living, and I understand why Gilmore's not playing. And uh, Tierney, there's just a, a bit of a, a log jam in front of him. Eh, not Tierney, uh, Taylor. A bit of a log jam in front of him. I think there would have been maybe more of a debate, Simon, if someone else had come in and played left back. But it's Kieran Tierney <clears throat> that's replacing what would be Greg Taylor. Yeah, but Michael might argue that. No, of course, yeah. Tierney would play one in and Tierney would yeah, yeah, play yeah. one out. I think I think he is his current form. St. Murden out with. Uh, I think he's had a very good start to the season. He's upped his performance levels. And of course, he would, of, have, he would have played the the last game. He played in the he last game against Armenia. Yeah, he played yeah. in the last one uh, where we won four one away from home. And you know, I think he'd have been a more than able replacement tonight for well what we thought was Andy Robertson. But yeah, Tierney's there. Mm-hmm. You're playing t- if if Tierney's playing wing back, you're playing. You know he's first pick. Uh, yeah, I mean, Michael, you would have no concerns then that Billy Gilmore's lack of game time. You think he could have just come in and, and taken to it? Yep, and I, I don't know what Simon was thinking there, but it just read my mind basically. What he said, Bill, what he just mentioned, he could play Tierney one and and Taylor on the other side, drop Nathan Paulson. Yeah, look, there's no point in us getting too far ahead of ourselves Tonight's the big game, this is the big one, it's the first one I agree, I agree with Michael with Billy again We'll possibly well. see Greg Taylor over these next week though. We're going to three games in the seven days, games. big yeah. games uh, You do agree, you think Billy Gilmore's just that type? Because some do it, don't they? I referenced I'm it last night I'm trying to put myself in the boys' shoes yeah. he's, 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 he's a fit young lad He's played for Scotland He can handle the situation I go back to Wembley, he was first class uh, He played in the last game He'll be fit. It maybe last sixty minutes tonight, and maybe have to get replaced. But I just think the quality he's got, I would have probably went them. You understand the other side of it, though, Hughes. Yeah. Dis- disrupted time. He's had a disrupted time for a long period of time because Norwich uh, was a real bad move for him. He was not to know that in advance, but it was a bad move for him. Uh, gone back to Chelsea, and then Chelsea have decided to sell him to Brighton. Um, so I, I can well understand why Stevie Clark has said, "Yeah, he might be able to last an hour, but I want to put out a starting eleven who, in theory, are all busting a gut to last the ninety minutes on their own without any need for change." Yeah, I think one minute he's played yeah, since one minute fourteenth of June when he started against Armenia. Yeah. So ah, you both you both make a good point. Thank you, Michael. And the rest of the Billy Gilmore fan club in Ardross. And it was nice to speak to you. And it's already that time of the evening. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish slash football. The longer this goes on, the more concerned I get. It has been a long time since we had a listener beat the pundit. 
We need to change that tonight Look, Don't tell them I said it But see Simon and Hugh They're not actually that good At beat the pundit I think they're there for the taking 0141 951 1025 And your chance to beat the pundit Is next But only if you call Before 7 o'clock Come on Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans is here Simon Donnelly is alongside him And they are both waiting patiently for you to get in touch And give them your thoughts Whether it's on Scotland-Ukraine tonight The team that Steve Clark's picked The team that he hasn't picked Or something else Ange Postacoglu is back in his homeland And he's been asked over there Wasn't our fault He's been asked over there about... um, Links to Leicester and moves to the English Premier League uh, And we'll play you his answer uh, And I wonder how you feel about that stuff Celtic fans Does that worry you or is that just not Not something you think is likely at any point 01419511025 or Twitter At Clyde SSB We will do this first though Priorities and all that Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Right be the pundit time We've not had a winner On the phones for quite some time And it's starting to concern me Alistair in Fife Can you be the man To put that right please? I hope so be a bit of a Fife derby Hugh You are a tax A council taxpayer In the I Fife am. region In Ainster Yeah How is the holiday home? Yes I'm look, I think I'm growing up uh, At the weekend To say hello to my grandchildren Who now live in Dundee So you've not you know, you've not said goodbye to the, the holiday home in Anstruller Having now broadened your horizons and gone on a real journey around Italy Well, I mean, once you've been You're going to go back to your roots Once you've done the gondola, you know um, Easter's a bit of a second place But <laughs> your luggage hasn't arrived home yet Well, there's a drama <laughs> behind that I left it in Venice and like I was deliberately? Told, no, no, I was told leave it there and it'll be delivered to your home. And then they what? called me. They called, yeah. All right, so that was part of like. That's the deal. Well seen. You, you even you even holiday like no one else does. So they called me. At you didn't o'clock. need to take your no. luggage with you. No. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> right. Okay. So they called me at nine o'clock this morning and said your luggage is back in the UK. It is in the East Midlands now. Uh, you can follow your progress of the luggage <laughs> on your app. Can and you I said, follow what? the luggage? Can you? Not not on your app But she then said Well you have an app I said no I said do you have an iPhone I said no (laughs) For me to track it for you And then it got very very sad She said to me Do you know anybody (laughs) with an iPhone (laughs) Do you want me to track it for you At the next break We'll have a look That'd be great Someone in the East Midlands If there's anyone listening in the East Midlands If you come come across a suitcase With four pair of brown hush puppies (laughs) Five pair of khaki cords And 17 white collared shirts It belongs to Hugh Keevans Four pairs of brown socks Uh, Please send them back FAO producer Callum Right Alistair Enough about his Underwear I'm going to toss the coin <laughs> If it's heads It will be uh, The Fife Derby And if it's tails It will be Simon Donnelly oh, I've dropped the coin I see oh. thinking about Hugh Keevans Underwear oh. It's thrown me all off I hope ah, Craig Gordon's not with that later I hope he's not Right we'll do it one more time Will we And it is heads There we are We got You oh. got your wish Hugh So we'll give you some Clyde 2 to listen to uh, Just so that he doesn't know What's going on Alistair 30 seconds Answer as many as you can Pass if you don't know That's the That's the key Okay Let's go. Which European club did Alan McGregor leave Rangers to join? Pass. Which World Cup did Ange Postacoglu take Australia to? 2010. Will Fish is on loan at Hibs from which English top flight team? 
Pass Name any current St Mirren player Who previously played for Motherwell Mark O'Hara Name the only player in Scotland's men's squad Who plays for Brentford Hickey Name either Scotsman Who's captained their English top flight team this season Hanley Okay let's bring back Hugh Keevans Hugh can you hear us I can 30 seconds Same set of questions Ready mm-hmm. Which European club Did Alan McGregor Leave Rangers to join Ooh, Pass Which World Cup Did Ange Postacoglu Take Australia to uh, South Africa Will Fish Is on loan at Hibs From which English Top flight team Pass Name any St Mirren player Who's previously played For Motherwell Curtis Main Name the only player In the Scotland men's squad Who plays for Brentford Um the, the fullback Oh Hickey Name either Scotsman Who's captained Their English top flight Team this season Robertson Okay 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 Right how do you think It went Alistair oh, I panicked I, I knew that first one And then I don't know Where I get handled I think it's harder Under pressure I know every, that's the obvious thing But is it noticeably harder When the pressure's on Oh it's a lot harder mm. Anybody will tell you I tell everybody I'm good in the house I'm working along <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all right uh, Alan McGregor went to Besiktas uh, Ange Postacoglu took Australia to Brazil 2014 oh. So none of you got that So it's a nil-nil It's a, it's a hard-fought nil-nil draw yeah, at this yeah. point um, And we're still waiting for the breakthrough Will Fish is on loan at Hibs from Manchester United Headline writer's dream <laughs> Uh, just waiting on getting sent off for a tackle on Connor Salmon in the <laughs> no, Scottish no, Cup. No, Hugh, no, 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 no. your tabloid friends will go to town on it. They've had their chips. Uh, stop it. Um, I'll tell you what, anyone who's ever seen anything to do with Scottish football would need to get this because there are one, two, three, four, five, six St Mirren players who've played for Motherwell. So you could take your pick Curtis Main or Mark O'Hara. That's what you both went for Declan Gallagher, Richard Tate, Charles Dunn, Trevor Carson, or the manager Stephen Robinson, or the chief exec Keith Lasley, or the <laughs> Girl in the pie stall uh-huh. There's quite a few links there So you both got that You both knew Aaron Hickey uh, Plays for Brentford And The two Scotsmen Who've captained their English top flight team This season Andy Robertson Is not one Ooh. Grant Hanley Alistair No longer plays in the top flight So you had the choice of John McGinn Who's the Villa captain Or Liam Cooper So We're off to the tiebreaker Which is fine Alistair It's closer than we've been in recent times So I'll, I'll take that Here's the way it works I read the question I'll get Hugh Keevans To write down his answer And I'll then invite you To give me your attempt Okay Yep The question Is how many league goals Did Celtic and Rangers Concede combined Last season How many league goals Did Celtic and Rangers Concede combined Last season Hugh show me your paper Please Okay And Alistair 43 43 says Alistair 58 says Hugh Keevans <sighs> The answer is 53 He's pipped you He's pipped you Alistair He might not have a clean pair of Y fronts to his name <laughs> But he has beaten you on Beat the Pundit Hard lines Alistair well, That's why the Shuckster's a legend isn't it <laughs> Well he's been called many things But there we go Thank you, you Alistair You come up to the caravan in Ainster Alistair And we'll have a wee drink <laughs> Thank you Cheers. No you need to bring it though Alistair That's it He's not buying it Thank you Alistair From Fife Well done you They all I was, count I thought that was way too high Yeah 50 Take a last minute penalty From Scotland tonight Wouldn't we So there we go That's the equivalent Yeah It's the best I've felt Since singing Jose Feliciano On the speedboat You heard about this No Singing what well, the, 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 There is not that much more to it He's 
You tell we, me took, your we, story. We, we took a speedboat from the island of Murano uh-huh. to Venice, skimming along the waters of the Grand Canal to a beautiful restaurant only able to be accessed by... You thought you said I need Mrs. Stevens. I did. On well, the way back. Not just her, remember. It's pu- there was a group. He's on some sort of tour group. Must have been wine involved. <laughs> you better believe it. <laughs> so what were you singing? Jose Feliciano singing My, uh, My Foolish Heart. Me neither. You're more of a Stone Roses man, aren't you? <laughs> I thought it was just one Cornetto or something. <laughs> um, but you, you know, you you you're continuing on this lifestyle because I believe yeah. you were out you were out seeing Andrea Bocelli last night, and he was nothing other than magnificent. Didn't invite you up for a hydro, for an uh, encore. He said to me, "Do you want to do my foolish heart?" And I said, "Listen, I've done it on Super Scoreboard. Don't want to upstage you. I cannot top that." Uh, okay, you I, go on and sing Ness and Dormer. Go on. Was it good though? I must admit, I think I would. I think I'd have enjoyed that. It was sensational, and the crowd were sensational. Just one night, Hugh. Was he only doing one night? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Glasgow audience. Let me tell you, whether it's the Stone Roses, Rod Stewart, or Andrea Bocelli, a Glasgow audience is the best you can get. The audience loved them to bits. Was it full? Was it? Was it Hydro? Hydro, yeah. See anyone you knew? Uh, I saw a football legend at the end of it all. Dundee United title winner. Oh, look at producer Callum, he's so excited. What position? Centre back. Neri. No, the other one. Hegarty. Yes, Paul Hegarty. Paul Hegarty. The, one of the coaches. Was he? Enjoying it. Uh, he, he was there with his wife and his boys and he loved it and he's one of the nicest men in the world, as everyone knows. So it was an absolute pleasure to be reunited with Paul Hegarty. There we go. A cultural tour of Europe with Hugh Keevans. Uh, maybe we'll do a spin-off show next season. 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Um, let's bring in Ross, who's a Celtic fan. Uh, Ross, I did say at the start of the show, I'm sure some people would have a bit of domestic football to you know get off their chest as well as the Scotland game tonight. What have you got for us? Hi Hugh, Simon and Gordon, hope you're all well Thank you Good. Um, No, I I'm, I'm definitely need to get this off my chest Because on Sunday I was left annoyed by Ange And it's the first time in Ange's time As being Celtic manager that I've ever felt to criticise him But I just felt like his team selection on Sunday was disrespectful towards St Myrne um, We've went there on Sunday with a weakened team On the basis that we were just going to turn up and win the game why leave Jota on the bench? Why leave Jackie Marcus on the bench? Why leave Hatati on the bench? We're, we're going to try and win a league title and he wants to play a weakened team. I don't get that at all. And just, then, just quickly then, Ross, because this is the same response I think I offered a previous caller, just to test your theory. Was it also disrespectful when they, they made even more changes at Ross County? Or is it only when you lose then? No, no, God. In that respect, that that's a cup game, so that's irrelevant because it, it, you... Because you can because you can lose a cup game, but in in a league, we're effectively giving Rangers an opportunity to go top of the league now because of Angie's stupidity. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, still top of the league, and you've got another thirty-one games to make up for it. Where had you lost at Ross County, you would have gone out the cup, and the cup would have been over. But I would rather lose a cup game than lose a league game. That's the way I look at it. I would rather just go five points clear and stay five points clear. I I agree with every word that Alistair has said. Um, Not but Ross though uh, And Ross um, <laughs> the, I think he picked the wrong team I think he was complacent I think he thought he could put Anyone out in the, the jersey with the badge And that would be okay And I, I, I may be simplistic However 
I believe that you pick your best team And that includes Hatati, O'Reilly and Jota mm. And by the time Jota came on It was <clears throat> slipping away from Celtic And all he seemed to be interested in was throwing himself about um, I think the momentum was with Celtic The Rangers fans were on here going crazy uh, on Saturday evening Because of the performance they'd put in against the bottom club Dundee United And I think and Spostakoglu And as I say If a man makes mm-hmm. a serious mistake Once in a calendar year Then you can hardly hang him out to dry However He is not Above criticism And he picked the wrong team Same to you though I mean Was it complacent to make Nine changes going to Dingwall Knowing that your Cup Hopes Because you know, This isn't England Celtic and Rangers Try and take your Cups really seriously made uh-huh. Nine changes Went to Dingwall One Oh, and we were waxing lyrical about Celtic strength and depth and Ange could do no wrong. Now, they didn't win this one. And now it's complacent or it's arrogant or, you know, whatever. So what's the difference? The difference is that I think that, first of all, as Ross said, the the league is more important Mm. than cup competition. Yeah, but again, to offer that as well, Celtic are still top of the league. Nothing has been lost at the week. They would have gone out the cup. Can you imagine the reaction if Celtic had gone out the cup that night? It would have been much worse than the reaction... Today or yesterday to them losing a league game Well the, the the situation was that Celtic had the opportunity To take the five point advantage Into the international break Rangers then start with Hearts at Tynecastle Which uh, leaves the outcome open to debate Celtic are at home to Motherwell There ought to be less of an argument Over who wins that one Than <coughs> who wins at Tynecastle so. uh, And I'm afraid I think the Celtic fans were stunned by the abject nature of the performance. As I say, one mistake in a calendar year, you're not intended to go overboard. But they were shocking. Don't get me wrong, Simon. I'm testing the theory. I I respect that Ross and and Hugh have hard evidence on their hands in the form of a 2-0 victory for St Mirren. But I just, going forward then, we we can't be that selective, surely, about when it's... <clears throat> when it's for pra- when you get praised and when you get criticised for it, I think it's because they didn't win. I think that's if if Celtic mm. go to St Mirren on Sunday with a changed team and win, this isn't a debate. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I agree. I agree with you and, and and Ross in that. And I think Ange, as I said at the top of the show, I think he was disappointed and realised at half time because these guys came on, but unfortunately. By then, in that game, the momentum had gone. The game was flat from five minutes in. You could just see it, you know, and, and I think Stan Petrov was doing the game. He talked about a lot of changes, upsetting the rhythm, and I think that's what happened at the weekend. Uh-huh. It upset the Celtic rhythm. They performed really well. Domestically, they've been brilliant. They get a decent result during the week. Arguably, they could have got a win, you know, if they'd taken their chances. The rhythm was upset at the weekend and in their games I've played in those horrible games where St Mirren get themselves in front and that goal gives you 10 extra yards that you want to run you want to go and block somebody down you want to hold on to your win and Celtic didn't look like scoring it, after that It plants a seed of doubt along these lines and I wonder if Ross will agree with me It plants a seed of doubt about the strength and depth that Celtic do actually possess because when you took Carter Vickers and Starfelt out of the equation Those who replaced them And you take Juranovic out Those who replaced them Were not up to it Ross? Yeah, I'm totally with you in that one I have to agree with 100% I think 
in the last couple of weeks we've heard, and I've been wondering them, that I've 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 said that Celtic have got a, a good squad, and I've I've never felt to criticise them. But watching Sunday, it was just you replace uh, Granovic with Alston, and you replace Carter Vickers with Stephen Welsh, and for me, they're nowhere near the level that we need to be at at Celtic. Um, but I've, I've also got a quick point, guys, about about um, the Green Brigade and stuff. And I think Celtic, as a club, need to come out and they need to address these issues because Sunday was embarrassing for me as a Celtic fan with the fact that with these, with these banners and the club seem to just sit back and let them do whatever they want. They don't ever stand up. And I think it's time that Celtic need to get rid of them and we just need to move on as a football club and start showing respect. I think you I think it was a point Roger Hanna made in terms of you know more of the communication like everyone obviously has their own feelings on the, on the sentiment um the communic- you know the the communication he felt Ange Postecoglou shouldn't be fronting this up our Celtic as a club going to address the issue one way or the other I think you know that Ross is talking about is, is the board going to do something either way Ange Postecoglou had a press conference on Friday at which he requested that the Celtic supporters show respect at the minutes applause prior to the game I do not think That if you Have a disregard For an institution uh, You necessarily Need to be As aggressive in your dislike As the supporters were You can turn your back on it if you like You can do anything other than What they did And I think they let down The supporters let down Ange Postecoglou and I think the Celtic board are overindulgent when it comes to the people who persistently let them down. Uh, cheers, Ross. Susan Finley's on Twitter talking about the team selection. No way Ange was being disrespectful. Doesn't seem that kind of person. It was a one-off. Bad day. People need to calm down, uh, says Susan. 01419511025. We need to go back to Hamden because we're getting pretty close to kick-off. We've got a full-time teaser and we're already late for these. Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Simon Donnelly is on his own Because he has just Where's he going? This is meant to be a professional live radio show During that break He asked me to track his luggage back from Italy I've been on my phone here On the DHL app I've uh, tracked it And as soon as I gave him the information He turned round, went out the door And held the Nokia to his ear He doesn't even know that the ad break is finished Someone want to give him a wave A nudge A kick up the backside Here he comes It's nice of you to join us Mr Keevans I've had a message about the luggage Hope we're not keeping you I've tracked it for you by the way I know I've sent a daughter up to the house To see if it's up there No I don't think so It says clearance processing complete at East Midlands What does that mean? Well It's it's on its way I would imagine Right I mean it's going to take A bit of time to get from East Midlands to your leafy suburb of Glasgow But I think Does that mean I'll hit you up early in the morning? I think you'll probably get it tomorrow That would be a safe bet Right do you want it, to come up and help with the washing? No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, because it needs to make its way to the Glasgow service area first. So oh. it will go to some sort of depot in Glasgow. Right. And then it will get brought to you. It's come from Treviso to East Midlands and is on its way to Bearsden. Have you now, have you got the app? Have you tracked it? I've had to track Hugh Keevan's luggage. I don't get paid enough for this. Seriously, these extras that get thrown into the job description because he be, doesn't have a phone. There must be some valuable stuff in that 
Don't take my word for it Maybe it will arrive tonight But I just think a best bet would be tomorrow It's just honestly The drama um, Right I've got a full time teaser We're going to go back to Hamden See if we can get any clues as to how Scotland are lining up Sometimes the warm up gives you a wee clue um, You can tell this is a topical one Because Russell Abercrombie and KJ Styles Sent in the exact same question mm. On the same day Can the guys name the starting eleven? The last time Scotland beat Ukraine at Hamden <laughs> now, Sorry, like I'll give you a bit of context that might help you So it was 2007 So mm-hmm. that's the Alex McLeish uh, era Yeah, hold on, let me think I think it was uh, Yeah, it's round about the time of Paris, McFadden, France I was about to say McFadden So it was the anniversary, wasn't it? Not, not so long ago so it's... James McFadden Gary Gillespie Eh, not Gary Gillespie <laughs> Gary Caldwell <laughs> Gary Caldwell Um, No Is McFadden one? Yes Um, Alan Hutton y- Yes Lee McCulloch Yes Because McCulloch and McFadden scored, scored didn't they? Yeah, so. I remember it uh, there we go Right so you've got Hutton McFadden McCulloch Can you name the other eight Of the Scotland Starting 11 The last time They Beat Ukraine at hand In 2007 um, Barry Ferguson Barry Ferguson Also played you, you know what You all Acted as if it was A brutal question And you've Scushed it So we'll leave it there um, We'll try and get The rest of the answers Before the end And that is Another thanks to Russell Abercrombie And KJ Styles. What they did was they got their thinking caps on, came up with a question and sent it to fulltime at clyde1.com. That's fulltime at clyde1.com. So please do send that in. Uh, Let's go back to Hamden, just out of curiosity, Andrew McLean. I'm asking a lot of you. I know you've been away getting your dinner. Is there anything in that warm-up that maybe pointed as to whether Scotland will play a back three or a back four? Yeah, well, when I was down getting my dinner there, I was speaking to the rest of the guys in the press room and there was lots of debate about whether it would be a back three or a back four. I came back upstairs there, was keeping a close eye on the warm-up. There's nothing definitive, but a couple of things I did spot. First of all, there were two players standing around 40 yards apart, pinging a ball to each other. That was Jack Hendry and Scott McKenna. And then close to them, standing about 10 yards apart from one another, playing short passes to each other, were Callum McGregor and Scott McTominay. So those clues may look as if it could be Jack Hendry and Scott McKenna as the two centre-backs in a back four. And it could well be Callum McGregor is joined in midfield by Scott McTominay and John McGinn would be in there as well. Certainly not definitive evidence, but based on that, you'd think there's a good chance it could be a change of formation for Scotland tonight. See, we're big on this warm-up analysis, we call it. It was Gordon DL's favourite... I was going to say his favourite hobby, sorry. It's one of Gordon DL's favourite hobbies. Um, And sometimes it can give you a clue, Simon. Yeah, interesting. It is pointing towards a back four, you know, and... I think you suggested it, didn't you? You kind of suggested it first. Do you uh, interpret that, Simon, as a cautious thing? What, a back four? Yeah. Not for me, no. No. I, I quite like the look of it. I think Especially McTominay given what? would be your insurance in the middle of the yeah. park and maybe give McGregor a wee bit more freedom. Uh, who else is in there? McGinn. McGinn will get forward yeah. anyway. Especially uh, given what, the, you know, okay, saying back four, but the personnel within that, you know where Patterson and Tierney are going. Aye, of course. Aye. I mean, they are very much attacking players. Uh, albeit I think Tierney's a fantastic mm-hmm. defender as well. But 
I think that's I think that's a good shape if it's a back four. We mentioned it earlier. When it comes to Scotland, I don't know whether if some people do have a general apathy. Maybe it's international football as a whole because there's the big gaps between the games. It seems Simon that if things start to go slightly wrong, there's a tendency that people want everything ripped up. The back three got us to a Euros. The yeah. back three produced some famous performances, some very good results against good opposition. So it doesn't mean that you know that it's dead in the water. However, crane game, we we did seem to toil a little bit in midfield. We, part, yeah. we, we did look like we got overpowered, and, yeah. and McGregor and Gilmore didn't really and get I, on the ball. Yeah, and I, although although it's worked at times, there's still a Scott McTominay conundrum there. But he's yeah. a midfielder for Manchester United. Yeah, I think there was a stage where I was quite happy for him to move into that back three because. Gilmore and McGregor were playing so well Yeah, to, to, to an extent But as you quite rightly say there I do remember at times And it is hindsight You watch the game unfold in front of you The Ukraine game I did feel You know, if he mm-hmm. pushed further forward Into the middle of the park And did he not? I think he did I think go he in eventually there And, we, did, we, looked and better. we looked better Yeah, so And again, going back to his, his, his club form You know, people are raving about his performances Casemiro out Pep, of the team Pep Guardiola said One of the best defensive midfielders At the moment going about So you know, playing more familiar in there, I think, gives McGinn and McGregor a wee bit more of a licence. You've got the full-backs that are attacking. Christian Armstrong at the top of the park. I think it's quite a positive team to start with. Yeah. It, when Gilmore and McGregor really hit it off, the Wembley was, you know, one of the, the peaks of that. They were just they looked really good at keeping the ball. And yeah. Is that something that That's this like, midfield maybe doesn't quite give no, I think, as much? I think, does, they, does that I as think well? they still have that. McGregor's... Keeps the ball for fun mm-hmm. Again You know I, I think he's had a Indifferent start to the season You know He's got the captaincy at Villa And I watched the last game there And the, the commentary They were talking about his form But his form for, for Scotland Can't be questioned You know He'll keep the ball He'll get into dangerous situations Going forward The 13 goals mm-hmm. suggest that He's been a talisman You know In, in recent times And McTominay's had a good start to the season He's playing in a Man United team uh, So I wouldn't I love Gilmer I think Gilmer's got a big future For Scotland uh, I wouldn't have had any qualms About him in there tonight But those three are more than capable Of keeping the ball Hugh if there's one man Whose club form we should be Excited about Rather than always doing it From the negative It would be Nathan Patterson Goes down to Everton doubt. Tough start yep. the Fans are absolutely raving about him Now every yeah. week Yeah uh, I admire him Because he's had to withstand The loss of uh, Rafa Benitez The man who signed him Frank Lampard had an uncertain time when he replaced Benitez um, and it, it seemed as if Nathan Patterson had gone from the subs bench at Ibrooks to the stand at Goodison Park he was that far away from the team so I admire him for the way he's stuck to it and uh, I think that he will be a real positive for Scotland tonight Hope so, let's bring in George who's a Scotland fan George, what do you think about the team, the squad, anything else that's on your mind? Well, uh, first up, um, yeah, sorry, I've just tuned in. I, I got in from work. So, has uh, the squad been announced? Yes, uh, yes, uh, the team's uh, been announced tonight. Yes, it has. Who, who, who in particular are you looking out for? Well, could you just uh, sort of remind me who's starting for Scotland tonight? Because I've not looked at the team. Nathan Patterson, Jack Hendry, Scott McKenna, Kieran Tierney, Callum McGregor, John McGinn. McTominay Scott McTominay Stuart Armstrong Ryan Christie and Shea Adams Right okay yeah, it, it sounds not a bad team but it, it, 
Um, first, first thing I kind of notice up front were maybe a wee bit like, and I noticed there's no Lyndon Dykes. I don't know if he's injured or no, something. He's on the bench. Um, yeah, I was, I was reading an an article from the Daily Record the other day, and they were looking at players that were left out uh, of selection. You know, the likes of your a uh, uh, Barry Mackay at mm-hmm. Hearts, um, young Elliot of Newcastle, who's been lighting up uh, Newcastle, um, you know, and I was thinking, well, if we had a prob- gaps in defence, he could have came in. Um, and then there was, oh, it's Elliot Anderson, and then they mentioned Lewis Morgan, who's hit top form over yeah, in MLS. Yeah, some interesting suggestions, Hugh. Yeah. Th- th- this this comes with the territory, right? Of, yeah. uh, this is not George's fault. P- people do this. Scotland kick off against Ukraine in ten minutes, uh-huh. so we can't dedicate. No, it's not that we can't dedicate the time. It, it sometimes seems strange to then talk about you know who's not in the squad altogether. Yeah, but that is what international football does because it, you know you've got this finite group of people to. To draw on the resources And George is, is, is quite right to say I think Barry Mackay could have added something I think Lewis Morgan could have added something The, the player he mentions is Elliot Anderson Who I am, is a midfielder at Newcastle I am a little surprised that Barry Mackay Did not make the squad at all Because I've said in the programme Before this season That out with the players at Celtic and Rangers Barry Mackay I think is consistently the best player in the league um, But he was never going to start the match because if the manager is telling you that defeat tonight for Scotland means that we've had it in the tournament, then he's mm-hmm. never going to pitch into that kind yep. of game someone who has not been a regular member of his squad. And that applies to Lewis Morgan. I'm not sure to what extent Steve Clark believes in the MLS. Because you're successful there, that means you'll get into the Scotland squad. I'm not sure he believes that. And with regard to Elliot Anderson at Newcastle, good luck to him. Making he's in the, his he's way in the 21 squad. Yeah, he's in yeah. Scotland's under but 21. Again, I go back to the argument. Tonight is for the tried and tested. Um, yeah, I mean, Simon, if you're looking at attacking changes and who can impact the game... Lyndon Dykes would be the obvious one He's played a lot of times for Scotland He scored some big goals We mentioned Ryan Fraser uh, He's back in the squad for the first time in a while Not that many not other after that, no. No, Jacob <clears throat> Brown pulled out the squad Yeah there's not much really Out with the two that you've mentioned To be honest uh, To go back to George's point Mackay Yes I agree with, with you He's maybe count himself A wee bit unlucky not to be in the squad But I don't think any of those three lads would be anywhere near starting tonight. I think there's a kind of club feel about Scotland over the last little while. Steve Clark knows what he's got with his players. There's one or two missing through injury that might have played, but I don't think any of these three would have hmm. enhanced the team, never yeah. mind being involved. Maybe for the future. Thank you, George. Right, what about that Scotland starting 11? The last time we beat Ukraine at Hamden, 07. You've got McFadden, McCulloch, Ferguson, Hutton, Fletcher. He did not play that day, Darren Fletcher. Was Craig Gordon in goal? He was, well done. Um, Big McManus. Yep. Paul Telfer? No, we'll get the rest and kick off at Hamden is next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
Just building up to kick off at Hamden We are not far away at all In fact we should be pretty much If we've timed it properly uh, In time for the National Anthem It will be Flower of Scotland I think Andrew McLean at that stage There we go That's all the answer you need The national anthem ringing round Hamden here. The Scotland players in their new Scotland kits. The men's team wearing them for the first time today. The Ukraine players draped in Ukraine flags as they were at the start of June when they came here and won 3-1 in that World Cup playoff semi-final. As for team news, Steve Clark has been very committed to a three-at-the-back formation since he switched to that as national team boss. But plenty of speculation that that could change tonight, not only because of personnel, but a couple of clues in the warm-up too that it could be a back four. If it is a back four, it'll be Craig Gordon in goal. The back four, Nathan Patterson, Jack Hendry, Scott McKenna and Kieran Tierney. It would be a midfield three of Scott McTominay, John McKinn and Callum McGregor. It'll be Stuart Armstrong and Ryan Christie just off of Shea Adams. Plenty for Steve Clark to turn to on the bench as well Kelly McCrory, Taylor, Porteous, Dykes, Gilmore Ralston, Fraser, Jack, Hickey and McLean it could still be a three at the back Steve Clark in his pre-match press conference yesterday saying the most important thing is to continue what they've been doing over the last two or three years but just do it better than they did in June against Ukraine and against Ireland so plenty of focus on the performance tonight and that's because it is a huge night in this Nations League group and we know how important the Nations League can be Steve Clark looking for a win if Scotland want to be in with a chance of topping the group as it stands it's still all to play for but we all know the story of what happened here in June that's still sticking in the minds of the fans of the manager of the players as well they'll want to put that one right out on the pitch tonight and there's a good crowd in here so far for this one still filling up a bit I am led to believe that it is mostly a sellout the Ukrainians did have uh, a 3,000 allocation, I think 1,500 Ukraine fans will be in the stadium tonight. The rain is coming down in the south side of Glasgow as well. But I will pass back to you now as we go to enter a minute's applause to remember Queen Elizabeth II. Yeah, big game obviously coming up at Hamden. I'm just surprised that it's chucking it down. We entered the studio, Hugh, and it was a lovely day. It was roasting. You felt like you were back in if you Venice notice, and all of a sudden if you notice in the newsroom the old fella brought a brolly yeah, he's, he's not daft is he Simon experience. don't he's, know where my luggage is but big. I know where my brolly is <laughs> well on the subject of fashion quite like that new Scotland strip it's a debut for yep. it hopefully it brings us good luck and all of Celtic fans on bemoaning uh, the use of a new strip 
at the weekend But this is obviously a traditional home looks nice. effort for Scotland yeah, and, uh, Looks nice, I'll no doubt be buying two of them for Christmas These days you might want to get them to share one eh? You'll never get them to share know, one these I days know, I know, not a bad idea Sound like Hugh Keevans Back <laughs> yeah. in my day the strips never cost that much anyway I'm, I'm just hoping the granny isn't watching and has a fit And had, <laughs> buys it for all the grandchildren Um just listening to the atmosphere, it sounded lively, Simon. sounded good. Andrew's saying that it's pretty much a sellout. Yeah, listen, as I said earlier on, the Nations Cup never really captures the excitement of myself, but, you know, I'll be I'll be supporting the boys when I get home tonight in the second half, and if we get off to a good start here, the boys will get, you know the, the will get right behind them. By I'm the way, horrible. we're giving away one of these, two of these strips, I think, Ooh. next week. Just, just you can, I don't think you two, you two are eligible, <laughs> but there we go. I marvel at the, the Scotland fans, I really do. Uh, you know, because the the Euros for me were a failure. Uh, a draw against England and that's your lot. Uh, and then you know the Ukraine going to Hamden. Uh, we went to Dublin and get turned over, but they, yeah, we they never stopped hope, turning up. We you're, always see, hope. You're, Come you're on. spoiled rotten. See if you only go and support teams that win every week. Uh-huh. There wouldn't really be any football There wouldn't be fans anywhere You're speaking to St Mirren, Motherwell, St Johnson, Aberdeen All these teams out there Who go every week despite getting beat That's what it's all about I, I am paying tribute <laughs> to the fortitude of the Tartan army I know and that by the fans way, go to the and club I know, I know it was disappointing in the summer But we're still in it Over, There'll be a generation of fans in there Unfortunately, this is, pre- this is a pretty good period Compared to what we've yep. been used to no, well, you may have been used to it. That's what I said, a back certain the, generation of fans. Back in the day, I took it all for granted. World exactly. Cups followed by European Champions. spoiled. That's, 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 that's what I said, spoiled rotten. Um, we heard the crowd there, it's their favourite. Just before the kick-off, we've got McGinn, Super John McGinn. He's got the captain's art. Oh, there we go, listen to this. After all that, it looks like they're lining up in a back three. Uh-huh. <laughs> no way. See, all After you tactical experts. all the pre-match discussion. Oh... Anyway, we'll see how it pans out. Uh, yeah, um, or does it? No, McTominay's. Is that McTominay there? Yeah, McTominay looks like he's in yeah. midfield. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, back for what? Yeah, uh, we've got McGinn. Super John McGinn is the shout. Simon, he's got the captain's armband on. He has been an inspirational um, figure for Scotland. We need one of those performances from him tonight. Yeah, he's been. I described him as the talisman. I think he's been Scotland's best player in recent times. You look at his his stats, uh, almost at 50 caps, and he's 13 goals from midfield. Am I right in saying he should pass the 50 caps in this, this break? period here? Was he yeah. on 14? 48. Eight, so be 49. He should, yeah, so he should get and the 50. He's 13 goals, which is unbelievable. I think one of the callers quite rightly said earlier we're not renowned for high scoring playing with one striker at times but to get 13 goals from midfield does Ukraine break down the left here oh and, and that's why oh, hold on we're not clear yet but that's why Nathan Patterson is going to be so vital because Mudrick is electric Celtic he fans electric. that's the guy that scored for Shakhtar he um, is. he's electric and he's just gone down the left and he looked favourite but Patterson then matched him and, and recovered Simon yeah he done enough just to halt him because that lad can shift as we seen last week Against Juranovic, who's very quick himself, you know, for the for the Shakhtar goal, but Patterson get back in there well, and it was a wee bit messy, but he did enough to to stop the attack. He looked good against Celtic. Hugh, I'm yeah. not sure if you where you were at this point on your fancy holiday. And Ukraine looked good uh, tonight. You know, there's something to be said for being fired up by what they are going through as a country. You know, they have a, an immense pride, uh, and 
it shows itself every time they put on the shirt. Uh, so they've started in a very promising fashion. It's going to be a very competitive oh, night. Not again. Re- this, yeah, there tell they me go there's again. an offside flag going up here. There no, isn't. no, there isn't. Uh, Jack Kendry was trying to play offside. It was nowhere near it. We have got men back, but and the ball gets blasted over. Do you know what that it reminded exactly like Simon Ukraine's opener in yeah. June? Yeah, it's a little bit concerning. It's exactly two, like that. Two minutes on the clock, and they've had a couple of breaks. Let's just see it again here. Oh, he is he's off, off, is he not? Off, yeah, yeah, that should he's the definitely flat. off. So had it gone in, I'm not sure it would have stood. We'll have VAR at this level, I assume. So, or do we? Yeah, yeah I would have thought so. Um, so, but warning signs though, certainly in the first exchanges. Yeah, as I said at the very start of the programme, there is no reason to suspect that Ukraine are any worse than yeah, they, uh, were, in they were in June. I mean, there's every reason to suspect that they're better than they were in June. Um, so, that's not to say that Scotland will replicate their poor performance mm-hmm. of last June, but it's just going to be a, a night of high tension. Yeah, I feel tense already. Truth be told, uh, Simon, but th- that is important. It's one thing talking about the cause and everything Ukraine are going through, which is completely valid and, and relevant, but that'll never make you technically a better footballer. And they, they showed in June they're just technically yeah. actually better than maybe people you gave took, them credit for. You literally took the words out of my mouth as Hugh was talking there about their half chance. She Adams in at the back post, it's just poked away out for a throw in. It was good work by John McGinn scrapping away. Yeah, just. They talk about their plight and what they've went through terribly away from football. Uh, concentrating on the football, technically they are very, very good. See, there we go again. Yeah, the ball over the top again. What is what is good? Scott McKenna, he can shift as well. Simon, he back it? well there again. You know, listen, we're three, what four minutes into the game. Three times they've tried to attack. We've we've quashed it, but yeah, it's a wee bit mm-hmm. worrying, a wee bit concerning because that is. Despite maybe it's got shortcomings in other areas, but Hendry and McKenna are quick, and Tierney and Patterson are extremely quick. Yeah. So as that's not the be all and end all. Certainly you'd, helps. You'd rather not. Certainly helps. You've got the likes of Mudrick yeah. on that side. Yarmolenko up there can shift as well. They're looking. They're, they're looking to get in behind again here. It's going to be a test. This is where you're playing against one of the best here. Ukraine. They break in on the left hand side. I'll tell here. you what. We've tried so many times to. Get an offside decision in the first four minutes, and it's not really, not Nation, really happening. But nations like ours, you have to have everybody at the top of their game, which it wasn't the case the last time. So it needs to be that tonight. Yeah, well, here goes Kieran Tierney, though. Always nice to see him galloping forward for Scotland. Does it so effectively, uh, and we certainly missed that in the games that he he was out. And you just know what he's going to do. He's going to try and go down the line, and he does it brilliantly. Cuts it back, and there's no takers. That's more like it, Simon. That was terrific play. Terrific play. I just. Don't think you get enough on the cross. Tried to cut it back, but powerful, positive play. Taking so the, good at that, isn't he? Brilliant at it. He's Everybody brilliant. knows where he's going to go, but stopping him's a different. Yeah, and listen, positive play. The worst he's getting there at times is force a corner, but he tries to cut that in there. Just doesn't get it quite right. Yeah, again here, better, but a bit encouraging. Better from Scotland. Armstrong's going to work it out to Patterson if he can get there. Uh, the cross is. Just a bit over hit. Anyway, can you finish off by naming the rest of that starting eleven? The last time Scotland beat Ukraine, oh, into the box again, Ryan Christie's ball. I can hardly take my eyes off this. It's not bad this from Scotland, but the Ukraine keeper has it anyway. Kenny Miller. Kenny Miller is one of them. Well done. Paul Hartley. Was that it? Uh, no Hartley. 
What about the back who played alongside Naismith. Steve McManus? Gary oh, Naismith's there. What about a centre back alongside Steve McManus in that yeah. era? You mentioned. Um, who did you mention? Gary Caldwell. It's not him. Yeah. Uh, Clue. He was an elder statesman at this point. Davy Weir. Davy Weir, well done. Yeah. Ukraine fire one wide at the post. Jeez, this is going to be a nervy evening. How many have we got? You've got two midfielders to go. You've missed a slightly obvious one. If we're talking Barry Ferguson and Darren Fletcher. Oh. Nearly chucked you in Lot Lomond one day. Oh, Bruni. Scott Brown. Scott Brown. And the other one, I would have put my life on you two not getting. I'm glad you've spared me. I've got Gary Teal written down. No, but you know what? That, that's, that it's that sort ilk. of era and that ilk. Played for Motherwell, went to Celtic, scored a very famous goal for Derby County. Oh. Stephen ah, Pearson. Stephen yes. Pearson. Well done. Right. Scotland nil, Ukraine nil. Six and a half gone. We'll reflect on it all tomorrow with Gordon Deal and Mark Wilson. So make sure you get in touch. And Callum Gallagher is up next.